This is a sexy question, honestly. And I just, I just, I was curious about what the split was so far. And it's, it's six games played for Olmark, five for Swayman. So they are just straight up splitting, splitting time as we all anticipated. Uh, goals against average for Olmark through the first month plus 2.3 goals against Swayman, 1.38. Swayman's 5 and 0. And Olmark is 4 and 1. 4, four and 1. Four one and one, yeah. Four one and one, yeah. Um, all, all I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really bore, but uh, I guess my question is this: like, who's the better goalie in your guts? Like, like, do you, who do you trust more as, as the Bruins goaltender? Because they're gonna do this split all year. Both goalies are great. It's 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 a part of their identity, defense and goaltending. I just I'm just curious. Like, I haven't really asked you guys straight up. Like, who do you think's a better goalie? I know all marks the reigning Vesna winner. I get it, but. Right, right now, Jeremy Swayman's better. He certainly had has had the better start to the season. He just looks more locked in. Again, you know, Elmark gives up five goals Saturday. Don't think they were all his fault. Don't even think half of them were his fault. But there were a couple in there that, like, I thought he maybe could have done a little more on or, or you would have liked to save. Like, the Raymond power play goal, again, it's in close. Raymond was left wide open. But it wasn't exactly a snipe, and it, it still beats him. Um, the, I think the cop goal, where or no, the Larkin goal, where he sort of got that that step on Wotherspoon. Again, like yeah, the defense in front of him sort of blew it. But again, like not really a snipe. Didn't you know make a great deke or anything, and just kind of beat him stick side. So, you know, it's it's a. I feel like like we got to keep it like in perspective because we're like everyone's like Allmark struggling, Swayman's clearly better. And it's like okay, Linus Allmark still ranks in the top ten in the NHL in save percentage and goals against average. And as you said, he's four one and one. Like these these are the stakes. Like Linus Allmark still playing like a top ten goalie. Jeremy Swayman's played like the best goalie in the NHL so far. So I would say right now, this very moment, I'm more confident in him. Um, you know, if that remain, whether or not that remains the case, I, I don't know. I guess the way I would describe it and not to jump in Bridget, cause I'll throw it right to you. But like, if the Bruins are in a situation where th- they have an embarrassment of riches in that, and, and they feel like there's a deal that is out there at some point in the future to help their team elsewhere. I don't want them trading Swayman, but like, I wouldn't, but like I would veto a Swayman trade, but I wouldn't veto an all mark trade if it made them better. And I guess that's my way of saying, like, I just, my God, I just like swimming better as a, as a player, I think. Okay, so those are two different questions. <laughs> those are two, those are two, I was about to give you, you said you had a sexy question. I was going to give you the least sexy answer possible to part one, which is that just please keep rotating them, keep them healthy. I trust both of them. I don't see any reason to think Allmark is like going to have a terrible slump. Um, I think that last season as well, we had this come up right around the trade deadline, pretty much the whole year, but more intensified at the trade deadline. Do you trade Allmark for, um, you know, while he's at his highest value? Um, I still think that Swayman is untouchable. So I agree with you on that, Um, which kind of just means that, by default, Allmark would be the guy that you would look to deal if you thought you needed to. However, 
the same caveat as last year, you're probably better keeping both of them. Just this time in the playoffs, use both of them when you when you can. Like act like you have a backup if you even want to call swim in that. Act like you have a second goalie that if someone struggles, you can put them right in and not wait to game seven um, and put them in a tough situation. So keep both your goalie keeping both your goalies is probably the move anyway at the trade deadline. I don't think they're and once again, I hit you with a non-sexy answer to your question of both of them. So you're welcome. Well, you, you you did just touch on something I want to get ahead of um, because I was on this train last year and I want to make sure everyone knows I'm on it again. But if, if this rotation stays as strong as it was last year, as strong as it's been so far this year, and the last month of the season, all market swimming are both playing great and you're still rotating, rotating the playoffs. I, I'm – Telling like me from too, last year. Scott. Me yes. too. I yelled at Jones on the radio because they had me filling in for Megan or our can I forget who it was for like a week during the playoffs or like the week, the first week of or the week before the playoffs, and I was yelling at him. They need to keep rotating, and everybody was yelling back at me. No, but um, anyhow, and and by the way, that it wasn't just Jones. Like this is a popular opinion by like people who are like traditional traditionalists in terms was, of hockey last like, year oh. last year was the opinion of 99 percent of people around hockey i talked to like no no one supported the idea of rotating the to be okay but let me ask you guys this let me ask you guys this what we haven't seen and this dates back to tuca before Olmark was even in town uh, here come here it comes here's the, here's the, the, the other opinion that we're talking about it's no, too no, no. Ryan. be quiet no 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 look 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 and by the way so i bring all this up because i, I want to bring up a uh a tweet that, that John Bouchagras, uh put out. Um, so I'll get to that. I'm sure you, maybe you guys saw, maybe you didn't, but I'll read it anyway. But the one thing that I, I honestly, I will, I'll bend the knee. If you want to, if they want to do a, a split, fine in the playoffs, I don't care, whatever. Cause I, whatever. But I will say, and this dates back to when Tuka was in town before Allmark, we haven't seen Jeremy Swayman been given a playoff series to himself. And I'm kind of interested in that. Like I, I just am. I, I want to see. If, I want to see if he can. Like I want to see how he does as a as a as a lone rider in the playoffs. Like I, I just I just want to see that. Is that really, you know, um, uh, like argumentative of me to, to to say? I just want to see what he can do as a as a as a goalie who gets to see, gets a series to himself. So, um, no, but, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's argumentative at all. I think it's just that. It's just like the the classic. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like it worked through the entire regular season, so give them both their chance. Like I'm not saying give one the whole series. That that's kind of the whole point that we're making. And I know what you're saying, Brian, as well. Absolutely, they should have last season and should this year play him more than they did in a playoff series. Yeah. Well, and and I'll say like if. I guess my overarching take on like goalies in the playoffs is sort of what Bridget just said is like, stick with, stick with what's working. So if we get to March, April and Swayman's playing better than Allmark and he's starting to get two out of every three or three out of every four, then I'm totally, if that's what happens, I'm totally fine with Swayman's the number one goalie for the playoffs 
and he's playing until he gives us a reason not to. Like, I'm still fine with that. I'm not like saying I'm 100% committed to a rotation no matter what. I'm just saying if you end this season the same way you ended last year, where it's working so well, just use it. And one other thing on this, Billy Jaffe on Morning Brew, this was like a couple weeks ago now, and I feel like it sort of flew under the radar, but he made a comment that he's gotten the impression from people in the organization that they are more willing to use a rotation in the playoffs this year. And I've, I've, he's probably talked to more people than I have, but like, I've sort of gotten that sense too. I guess the one thing I would add onto that is that everyone said last year that they were open to the idea, but they didn't do it. So it's one thing to say you're open to it. It's another thing to obviously actually do it when that time comes. I, so now because of all, a lot of the conversation we had going into last postseason, um, Scott, that you mentioned how you, you want to see uh, a split and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I am, I'd be lying if I said part of me doesn't want to see if that actually does work. But at the same time, like, have we seen in NHL history like like that ever work for a Stanley Cup champion? What we have, what we have seen, and and that I'm genuinely asking, I don't know the answer. What yeah, we, I, it, it worked for. That, I can tell you that last year it didn't work when they well, stuck with mostly Allmark. It, well, it it worked it worked for the Bruins in 1972. Okay. <laughs> with, with Jerry Cheevers and Eddie Johnson. Well, in the, in, the, in the modern era, let's call it. Um, yeah, but Brian, I feel like I feel well, like you well, haven't had. This is a, I feel like I'm having the same conversation. We're not. We're, we're not because I, I just I just said like I actually kind of I am I am curious to see if it if if it works in the, in the postseason. I'm just saying before we all sit there and say, well, it worked in the regular season, so it's it's going to work in the postseason. I would just say that we have seen situations like Vegas last year where it's not the same goalie the whole time. Right. Or like the Penguins in 16, 17 or one of those years, you know, they gave Marc-Andre Fleury like a couple series. They gave uh, who was who was the other goalie at the time? Matt Murray. Yeah. Like they they split time, but it was kind of like it wasn't every other game. It was kind of like series. And I was well, and it it was like partially performance based because they each kept they would each have like two or three good games and then like one or two tough ones. So, yeah. I just think, look, I'm I honest, honest to God, like I, I, I really don't care. Like I'm, I'm fascinated to see if it does work in the postseason because it has worked in the regular season, and I do acknowledge that the game is changing and the workload is tough on these goalies. I just think that if you if you go the alternate goalies in the playoffs, all I'm saying is that there's going to be times where you're like fuck, who do we go with here? Just like last year in game seven. And I just think it might create a lot of anxiety in the coach's room and, and second guessing. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's like, it's tough. What do you do? But I, I think you're going mm, to second guess either way though. So I'm like, I don't I understand why it's going to, it has to be so cut and dry. Yeah. I, I think as anytime you have two really good goalies, you're going to have those tough deci- decisions and debates no matter what you do. Like we we debated, if I'm remembering correctly, who should start before game five. We debated who should start before game six. And we and everyone else debated who should start before game seven. So 
you still had those debates and tough calls to make, even starting the series with with one guy over the other. Mm. I mean, it's definitely uncharted uh, uncharted waters, and it's it'd be fascinating to see how how it shakes out. I I um. I see, I see the pros and I see potential cons. I, I think, it, I think it's, I think it could be tough for a goaltender because they're, they're different creatures out there than most other hockey players. Like they have a lot of mental, this, the, between the ears is huge with them and, and they have their rituals and their routines and to know, like to know your opponents and, and to know a game is yours or a series is yours. I just think there's a, a sense of ownership that sometimes can be troubling if you're going, it's, it works in the regular season. I acknowledge. I think the playoffs are different, but this is a way too premature conversation. Ultimately, I wanted to ask you guys uh, something about what John Bucciagras, uh tweeted because I find it fascinating, and I don't even know my answer to this. So I'm going to pawn it off to you two, and then maybe steal one of your answers. So just for some for some context, the Edmonton Oilers are playing awful this year, and the biggest reason so far is their goaltending or lack thereof. So Ryan Whitney um, tweeted out two days ago, or lose, lose another 852 save percentage type evening. John Bouchagras quote tweets that and says this, Ryan, would you trade dry and Fogel for last year's Vesna winner, i.e. Allmark, Jake DeBrusque, Matt Patra, Fabian Lysel, and a 2026 first rounder, the central registry would approve this proposed trade for cap and roster implications. What are your thoughts on that hypothetical situation? No, I see people saying, no, I see people saying the Bruins would never do that. And I see people saying the Oilers would never do that. And yeah, I, I did not see this tweet. So hold on, read this off again. And I want to pull it up so I can look at the whole thing, but I'm sure I'm sure some listeners may also have may also need this whole package repeated. So okay. All right. One more time. So Ryan, would you trade Leon Dreisidel and Warren Fogel for last year's Vesna winner, Lena Solmark, Jake DeBrusque, Matthew Patra, Fabian Lysel, and a 2026 first rounder? The central registry would approve this proposed trade for cap and roster implications. No. Man. Hard pass. I'm I'm a lot more in the in the I need to think about this because why? Because why? Leon Leon Dreisettle's fucking awesome. That's why. Like <laughs> I mean he's, he's, okay. he's one of the he's one of the three best players in the world. Well so but does he make your team like does he make this year's chances of winning the Stanley Cup better if you take away one of your like Two of your prospects, your one of your goalies, maybe who might be your better goalie in net by that time of the year, we don't know. And Jake DeBrus, like we've already talked about the holes they have up front. I just don't see how that's super helpful for the Bruins. Well, your 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 top three centers now become Leon Dreisaitl, Pavel Zaka, and Charlie Coyle. Um, you replace Lena Solmark with Jeremy Swayman and Bussy. And yes, Fabian Lysel, for all we know, ends up being a 20-point scorer in the NHL. We don't know. He's still struggling to find his game in, in the AHL. Matthew Patra. He, he just had his best weekend of the season, by the way. Just had a, a really strong weekend. I mean, so Bridget, I hear what you're saying. It's like you're, you're, you're t- taking a lot of holes away, but 
I mean, no offense to Jake DeBrus, but like Orlina Solmark, Leon Dreisaitl is one of the best hockey players in the world. It's just something to think but about. You, there. I, I also say no be, from the Oilers standpoint too. Like I like I just say no overall because I think both both teams are like, what? <laughs> because like Dreisaitl, okay, you're getting you're getting a new goalie, but you're also getting rid of like so much scoring potential. So you're already you're already having trouble. And I know goalie might be a, a hard situation for you, but it just seems like that's also not a recipe for if the goal end goal is for you to make the playoffs and to have like a decently a decent chance at making a run, I think that that hurts them too much. So my take now after just a couple minutes of thinking about this is it's a little too much for me, but I'm like, I'm still close to 50, 50 though. And I think if I could just slightly downgrade like one piece of this, like, can I hang on to like, is there any chance I can hang on to Padra and, and it's a different player instead, or the first round future first becomes a second. Like, it feels like one too many like high end pieces, but even with that, like I'm still really close. It's like a, it's like a forty seven percent. It's like a fifty three percent no, forty seven percent yes. The biggest part for me is Patra. Like I obviously we all love him, and he's nineteen years old. I mean, Jake DeBrusque, for all we know, can walk after this season, right? He's he's a free agent, right? Yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah, this is, and, this is the contract year for him. Look, and we all like Jake DeBrusque as a player, but let's be honest, night to night, he leaves something to be desired, whether it's, he's just, he just hasn't, cons- I mean, last year was great. I don't want to take last year away from him and he was injury, uh, he was injured and would have had a career year easily. Um, but we're talking about Leon Dreisaitl and we all know that Jeremy Swayman is a, he's a high-end goaltender in this league, as we've discussed. Um, and, and the Bruins have goaltending depth in the system. And honestly, goaltending is, I don't want to say it's easy to find. Cause if it is, the Edmonton wouldn't have their issues, but, um, it's been easy to find in Boston. Let's, and they've never given me reasons to not believe that they can get goaltending in the system and they already have it. So, I mean, Patra is the big thing, but you got to give to get right. And it's not that giving up all markets and giving up or depressed isn't giving up. But I mean, Leon Dry settles again. He's one of the top players in the world. What's his contract? How much does he have left on his contract? It's a great question. I wish and how? I, and I want to check his age. Give me, give me one second. Well, he's in Pasternak's draft, so he's probably around twenty-seven years old, right? Twenty-eight. Okay. Debrusque is twenty-six. Debrusque is twenty-seven, I think. Um. So, so here's actually. So this becomes another. Little bit of a complicating factor. So dry title 28 only has one year after this at 8.5 million. So you're you're also giving him a mega extension. Yes. No. So that's well to, so to me that only that only adds to I need to downgrade one of those pieces. Like I, I can't give up all of that. Um but if there's any way I can get it done without giving up one of like Patra, Lysel, or a first round pick. I'm not and... giving up Patra at all. I just take him out. <laughs> just like, no, sorry. He's you know, not. I, he's not even a prospect. He's your number two center right now. You yeah, know I mean? exactly. <laughs> but, right. But 
if you're getting Leon Dreisaitl, Dreisaitl's your number one center. Oh, no, exactly. Your number two, so. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, 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 Lysel is still a prospect to us, but, but Patra is, I mean, he's, he's an NHLer. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to trade Matt Patra, obviously. I, I think he's a part of their long term future and, you know, is going to be a very good player. But in a mega trade for someone like, for a superstar like Dreisaitl, he, w- he wouldn't be untouchable for me. So we got two no's for the two of you right now? As, as, yeah, always a hard no. As Pucci Ross put it? No to that exact deal, but open to discussion. Okay. That's so. only because he, he just loves Dreisaitl so much that he's like, he's he was in as soon as he I mean, Dreisaitl, and then he was like, maybe not. There's not much there not to love. Like, he's a pretty great player. I, I just want to pull up... I'm, I want to pull up Dreisaitl's uh, career stats real quick, just because I think Connor McDavid kind of makes people forget how good Dreisaitl is. And he has 757 career points in 648 games. And he's a plus 29 on an Oilers team that's never been good defensively in front of that he's been playing for. Um, he, and if he, I can. He had 100, yeah, he, he had 128 points last year. And, and uh, his. Um, his his playoff stats, I also believe, are through the roof. Uh, he has forty nine career playoff games, and he has seventy seven points. Yeah, I'll take Leon Dreisaitl. So you know what? For the sake of discussion, and if and I'm giving up who Jake DeBrusque and Linus Allmark and Fabian Lysel, who's played how many pro games? I would hate to give up Patra, but yeah. I'll take I'll take the guy with 128 points last year. Well, what was the draft pick? I that's the one part I missed. It was a fr- it was a first rounder in 2026. That the Bruins give? Yeah. But what well, you, honestly, we drafting with a first round pick. No one, no one touching Leon Drysaddle. That's for damn sure. No. And he's. But what if he doesn't want an extension? <laughs> like you're fucked. I think I think he would because because he's been in Edmonton for so many years with bad defense and goaltending like. You come to Boston and you just don't have that. You're a playoff team every year. Does he have um a like a trade agreement? What's it? Uh, does he have any sort of um, limitations? I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah. he has a uh, the player submits a ten team trade list. So he gives the Oilers ten teams he would accept a trade to. Um, Guarantee Boston's on that list. Right, like as it should be because. You can say, hey, want to play with David Pasternak for basically the rest of your career? How's that sound? Mm-hmm. If you could guarantee an extension, then that like totally changes like yeah. the entire deal. I mean, I love what I've seen on Matthew Patra, but like it, it's like most hockey players never grew up to be Leon Dreisettle in this league. It's just it's just the reality of things. So and he's still, you know, he's young, he's in his twenties still. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say yes, just to not do a clean sweep. It's, it's, I don't like the idea of giving a potter in that situation, obviously. Yeah. But I think other, that's the other, sticking yeah. point for all of us. I think that's really the sticking point for all of us. But I think we had like a solid no, a maybe, and a yes. Is what we're getting out of this yeah. group. It, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough yes for me. And, and that's knowing how good dry saddle is. Like that's a very tough yes because, you know. And and this was a fun question. It's not like you know we're not wishing any of these players away. But I saw it and I thought it was I thought it was fun uh, to bring up and see see you guys' opinions. I was so, not yeah. expecting that. From Me neither. Not gonna Me lie. Neither. I was, it was off the cuff. 
Look at this. Oh, not that like we particularly care about this angle of it, but Edmonton, like I, I wonder when they start thinking about next year. Like, it, it, probably not yet because they're in the weakest division in hockey, so they can still turn it around and probably make the playoffs. But man, it, it's been like an absolutely dreadful start for them. Speaking of dreadful starts, just because just crossed my mind. You guys see what the San Jose Sharks are doing? Oh my god. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> they're, like, they're like District 5, stick handling eggs <laughs> up. <laughs> my god. They, they're they're 0-10 and 1 and they've given up 10 goals in back-to-back games. No, no one's done that since the Bruins the year before they got Bobby Orr. Like wow. that's insane. God bless. Well, they really, they really want that first round pick, guys. Oh, <laughs> They want the number one. They want that number one pick. Unfortunately for them, the ping pong balls don't always fly that way. But God bless them. God bless them in that little SAP center of theirs. Um. All well, right. We did have them picked as last. That we was that no was true. unanimous last place, and yeah. they are still holding on to that right now. Um. No. Did surprise. you? I mean, we've gone long over this this mm. hypothetical trade did you want to say something about ryan reeves i feel like that was you <laughs> know something i guess i guess because i didn't get to it i just hope that lucic is back in the lineup when they play toronto in december because he's gonna have to step up and pr- probably fight him because if lucic isn't there obviously the maple leafs are you know making this whole thing about the whole marsha and lilligren incident which the fact that it's an incident is just, um, you know, it's it, it's it's bias. It's it's Toronto bias. It's Marsh. It's it, it was. It, you guys may have discussed it last episode, but it was a hockey play. Um, Marsh is entitled to that ice and that movement. And so the fact that Toronto is making these comments, you know, basically saying we had, we had team meetings addressing the lack of action afterwards, and Reeves pretty much calling up Marshan and you know pretty much saying wait till next game. So. Obviously, the Bruins don't have he any. He could have done something that game. He could have, he but he could have done something that game. But, and by the way, this is this has shades of like the the Chara hit on Pacioretty, where it's like, oh, the whole city wants him to come, like go to jail or something. Yeah, like, it was. It was. It, it could have been a tripping penalty. He did get his stick under his skate, but like that's it. Like it's a two minute minor for tripping. They're they're clearly just two guys battling for the puck. It's. Yeah, it's it's insane how big of a deal they're making this. Like uh, <laughs> Sheldon Keith is like asked about the response, and he's like, "Well, I hated it. Like we didn't respond, and it's it's just unbelievable. And it's it's so funny too because like like everyone has the same reaction of like, boy, too bad they didn't have a guy like Ryan Reeves on their team who stops things like this from happening. And it's like, yeah, you know why Ryan Reeves doesn't stop this from happening because you can't play him. That they've been, I think someone tweeted that the Leafs have been outscored eight to nothing with Ryan Reeves on the ice this year. Like he's not good at hockey, so you can't put him out there. You especially can't put him out there against Brad Marchand because you know what's going to happen if Ryan Reeves is on the ice at the same time as Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand's going to laugh, skate circles around him, go score a goal. Well, now that it's been made into a circus up there, uh, because God forbid that their six defenseman, you know, gets up muscled in a in a one on one battle. Um, you know, because it's been a circus, like Toronto's going to have to, they're going to try to do something about it when they play next. And all I'm saying is that Brian Reeves might not be a great hockey player, as Scott said it, but he can fight uh, as good as pretty much anybody. And I think he's a little bit out of Trent Frederick's weight class. So big boy Luch is going to have to step up in that game. And 
if he's healthy. And I guess that's my only thoughts on that. It's it's kind of ridiculous that Toronto's making this a thing still. But yeah, I guess a conversation for a later date. Um, to be to re, to revisit Bridget and Scott. We're a little bit over. Um, any final take? Just checking that that game is December second. The next game they play Toronto is December second. Yeah, low key like. But yeah, about a month away, and Lucic is on uh, LTIR, so I don't know if he'll be back by then. But it'll be close. I I would imagine he should be. I mean, initially Montgomery said a couple weeks, which like would have put it early to mid November, and then with the long term IR, like he's eligible to be back in middle of November. So okay. I would I would guess he's back, but I don't know. You know, yeah. maybe was, it doesn't. He didn't quite have feel the right. boot. He didn't have the boot on the ninth floor when we saw him this past game. So yeah. He he had that off. Yeah, he's had that off for a little while. Like last week around Warrior, he didn't have anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, but the the only issue with this is that I I have a broadcast that day. Damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait and watch it after. Oh, I don't like that. Wait, actually, it might be a it might be a three o'clock broadcast. I might be fine. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully um... I can see it live. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully um, you can also watch Bruins and Stars live. That is tom- tomorrow night, but you'll be listening to this on Monday. So it's 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 Monday night in case you're listening to this on Monday, which you will be. That's when it drops. So the Bruins are playing the Stars tonight, everybody. Just forget I said tomorrow night. They're playing tonight <laughs> at 8 o'clock. And Bridget, Scott, and I will be, uh, we'll be back uh, probably Tuesday night or Wednesday for our, our next episode. We only we only change the clocks an hour, Brian, not a full day. Yeah, I know, I know. Sometimes we got to keep up with this, you know, fall back, skate pot ahead type thing, you know. Um, <laughs> I thought right. this was. I I really thought this was the year we got rid of it. Like some, you know how people fall for it every year. I never do, and this year I was like, they did it really. They and then I was like, oh man, I fell for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like then just get rid of it. I hate it so much. Yeah. It's dark. I know. Really, I hate it. I hate it. I hate the spring one too, just as much. So I know. I love the. I love the classic like uh, conversation amongst New Englanders. Like every every October, like oh boy, it's getting darker earlier. You know, it's like or oh boy, it's getting cold already. It's like yeah, no shit, it's November. We always just have these like same isms where every year it's the same thing, but we always act surprised. Oh my god. Oh, it's getting colder, huh? Well, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. I thought this year was going to be summer the whole year, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what about global warming? <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully everybody listening enjoy their extra hour of sleep um, this weekend and get the rest for, for the, the week upcoming. So thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you very soon.